All right. Well, we'll touch base with that next week. I look forward yeah. to uh, seeing how it's wrapped Excellent. up. We're going to get on to, uh, to shout-outs now. Who's kicking us off on shout-outs? Do you have a shout-out, Fabian? I do have one. Uh, shout-out to... Uh, Rare t- occasion. No, I was, I was quite prepared last week. That's true. Listen to the tape. Um, Tony Gonzalez, from, uh, a tight end from the NFL, was inducted for first ballot Hall of Famer. So inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame this week. Tempting fate. Just um, notice here, Fabian, you don't have any stats handy, do you? Well, this is funny. I don't it's know a if yes we have a no dis- question. Off the top of my head, I do, but... <laughs> I think I don't know if we discussed this on pod. I think we did, but we definitely had a very vigorous text oh, him thread. Or Gronk. You know the him or who's the greatest tight end? And I said Tony Gonzalez, and I actually said Antonio, Antonio Gates. Gates. And um, this is when you know Gronk's retirement, and where do we put Gronk? And Gronk's obviously up there, but yeah, Tony Gonzalez. You know, and I all and time, I did, all I time did concede too. I, I I said for a while I thought you were overrating him, but when you did yeah. look at the stats, all time. Yeah, receiving he's, he's yards, all-time receiving yards for a tight end, second all-time in receptions for all positions, only beaten by Jerry Rice. This guy's a 14-time All-Star. Championships? Unfortunately, between his stints at the Chiefs and then... Donuts? Donuts. Donuts. <laughs> Didn't play a lot of playoffs. Well, that doesn't so. mean that you're not a good player. No, absolutely not. No. So when so. did that happen? Recently. He was inducted over the weekend. Yeah. So uh-huh. every year there's a, there's an induction of a number of... Um, Players, journos, yeah. owners, mm-hmm. you know, dignitaries yeah. within the sport, and, mm-hmm. and he was he was one of them this year. And as as Fabian says, there are play, there are people that get nominated year on year, yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes it takes a while for some players to earn the right. But when a player is first time nomination, well, like, first you know, time induction, yeah, exactly. You know, right. When they're first eligible, they'll, they'll get in straight in. Um, yeah. You actually imagine from our point of view, Carlton point of view, I think like Juddy will be one of those. Yep. When he's first eligible to go in, I think it's five Australian. years. Or whatever it is. Because then mean, it's, you, yeah. You'll know what it is when he goes in. It'll be however long after he became eligible. So I've got a shout out from one great servant of the game. I'm going to have to take your word on Tony Gonzalez. Not familiar with his work. From one great servant of the game Spoon, to another. His brother. <laughs> my shout out to uh, Dale Stain. Yes, Dale Stain. Dale Stain, yep. uh, one of the great modern fast bowlers. Uh, in Seattle world African? cricket, Seattle African diplomatic community, um, yeah, just frightening when he was on song. Uh, SA's uh, leading w- wicket taker, four hundred and thirty nine wickets. Think his average was twenty two odd, which is exceptional. Yep. Um, he will continue to play a short, you know, short form cricket one days and and T twenties. That's great. He's not lost to the game full stop. But uh, yeah, just one of the great Test careers um, has come to an end. I think he's thirty six, so he's had a good run. It had a few injuries of late, but like I said on the opener there, when he was at his best. There were a few better. And you know what the best thing about Dale Stain was? There was no fanfare. Oh, There was no. no bullshit. He was just pure business. And he was so fierce. Oh, Such an unbelievable competitor. But not, not through size or anything no. else like that. Just just his sheer will, competitiveness, and, and the effort that he put into what he did. Mm. And he was just good at what he did. Absolutely. So yeah. shout out to Dale Stain. You got one, Timbo? Oh, look, I do. I do. Um, and I'm always a bit of a patriot when it comes to my sport. But um, Oh, I think I know uh, where you're going. We're going the retirement of Sally Pearson. One of the great... I love the headline in the Herald Sun. Did you see it on the back page? I did not. If I did, I don't recall it. Um, so it was a picture of her, and it was just a really simple, no, Sally can't wait. And it was for Tokyo 2020, so it was the uh, Oasis. Uh, yes, of and I course. And I thought, oh, for people who see it, like, I sort of saw it, and I went, oh, yeah. That'll good. be lost on a few people. Yeah, yeah. That's clever. But no, obviously, she's an Olympic gold medalist, which, you know, um, for a country of 23 million, you know, any time that we can compete against the superpowers on on the 
you know, the highest stage is, is always worthy of commendation. But Olympic gold medal, she won, she won her silver in 2008 when she was a very, very young runner and she, she really put in possibly the best performance of her career and she almost got up and won. Um, four years later when she was at her peak, she, she duly got her victory um, and then she got world, champions, world championship in 2011 and 2017. Self-trained? One of them was the was the Olympic gold medal. She trained her herself early days, and then I think she did get a proper coach later on. Oh. She was a Gold Coast girl, and then in the end, I, I think in the end, after two thousand and sixteen Olympics or, or and, and the two thousand and seventeen World Championship, I think she she was pretty much on the decline. Then mm. she's thirty two now, but the body genuinely started giving up after that, and she tried to push through to the two thousand and eighteen Commonwealth Games, being the home Gold Coast event. And, and it was possibly a bridge too far. And then, obviously, after that, she reset and said, OK, let's go to Tokyo in 2020. And again, the body's just not behaving. And she said, look, I'm done. And she just goes out an absolute star of the sport. It and led to that Herald Sun sub-editor's greatest moment. <laughs> That's right. So it's a small win out of what is a sad day for the individual. But no, I agree. Fantastic. But you, uh, you got to celebrate these things. She was she, she was terrific. And, no, totally. Um, it was terrific to see. Did you have moment. another one, Fabian? No. OK. I have another one. I'm going to get a special shout-out. Has anyone seen the programming on ESPN over the last 24 hours? Uh, do we have Phenomenal. the Cornhole Championship? Phenomenal. <laughs> they they, channeled, I saw Dodgeball no, was on. They have channeled, you know, like in, in the movie Dodgeball, hmm. how it, the, the joke was the Dodgeball was such a nonsense sport. It was on ESPN 8, the Ocho, <laughs> yeah, and it was right. such a nonsense sport. It was on the 8th ESPN channel. They made up this whole thing. So basically ESPN embraced that. Once a year, I'm pretty sure, of late. This is, these are the sports that ESPN have run for the last 24 hours. Phenomenal. Head tennis, cornhole, which is just throwing those bags of Love corn it. into the little Love hole. It. Tetris championships. Wow. Big buck world championship. <laughs> axe throwing, tram racing, stone skipping, arm wrestling. That is the most legitimate sport on the list. Pizza tossing, genuinely. <laughs> uh, mini golf. Sign spinning, you know the guys on the curbs oh, spin yeah. the signs. Sign spinning and slippery stairs. Slippery stairs. You know, wow, the stairs are just really greasy, and you've got to try to run up the so stairs. It's like it's a knockout. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, super frog when you made look. It's phenomenal. I got on the couch pretty late last night. Turned on ESPN, and I was showing the dodgeball movie. I'm thinking, yes, ESPN showing a movie, and then they showed proper dodgeball, like legitimate dodgeball. But yeah, they're basically legitimate dodgeball. <laughs> basically, that, I just love it. They, it's every sport you never knew you loved. Yeah, and you're just sitting there going, "This is amazing. This is great. This is phenomenal." So, big shout out to ESPN who fully embrace the Ocho philosophy. Oh, you got to take the piss out of um, yourself every now and again. And everyone's just having really good fun with it and, and really enjoying it. And if you haven't seen any of it, um, I, I imagine they'll have a package or a highlight or something. Hunt it down. ESPN should go down to the Abruzzo Club and take the bocce one day. And just no, well, this is the sort of thing they could cover. And that's where you that's where you get into it because it'd be you sitting there like really earnestly commentating it, like your life depends on it. You know, like think uh, think Bruce McAvaney calling Dom Sheed's you know shot for goal, decisive grand final winning moment. Mm. But that level of professionalism for the bocce for the bocce yeah. and or the patonk. <laughs> I still love how in comes Patrizio. The old, the old, He's got to um, make sure this one lands. <laughs> that sort of stuff. Patrizio would have the. Uh, the the key ring the keychain hooked onto the to the <laughs> to, to the uh, to the rings along you know the, the pants yeah the loops yeah the loops so he's, you know the, the wogs used to have like you know you put yeah 
you hook your, your keys onto them, you know, your house keys, your shed keys and all that. <laughs> they carry like 40 keys. They're like a, like a warden at a prison. <laughs> just carrying around these He doesn't keys. even own the things that those yeah. keys open. So he, he bowls the bocce <laughs> yeah, and he does that. found that one. Kind of chases the ball down the sand and you hear the ding, 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 That's his calling card. Yeah. That's how you know Patrizio's ah, on song. bastard. <laughs> uh, lucky last. Lucky last, Timbo. Um, I was very keen on this early, and I've sort of gone a bit cold on it, but I, I want to give a shout-out to Nick Kyrgios. Nope. Nick, Nick Kyrgios is one of our most divisive um, sports, sports people. I um, said to Andy Marr I'd never speak about him. There you go. In our bitter exchange. No, there you go. There you go. No, look, this this previ- previous week, Nick Kyrgios was all business. All business, but still had fun with the crowd and all that sort of stuff, which is the bit that I like. I mean, Nick Kyrgios has some reality about him. And when he was actually focused and switched on and things were probably going his way, he's elite. He's a fantastic performer. Who did he beat? In the final, he beat one of the Medvedev brothers. But he he, he beat apparently beat like three top ten players in his week. So he's he's had a good week. And everything was working for him. And then, as I said, I was very strong on this originally. And then evidently a couple of days later, he's fronted up in the first round of some other tournament, um, dropped his nana and got beaten by Sam Edmund or whatever his name, Kyle Edmund, some you know relative hearing, shit truck from the Great lies, Britain. So. Hearing lies the problem. Mm. Oh, he's wildly inconsistent. And and he's his own worst enemy. But, mm. but I appreciate the fact that he's an individual. I appreciate he tries to play his own game in his own world um, and people don't like him because he's not a conformist I would, I, like I would like no I want Nick Kyrgios to be better for Nick Kyrgios and also for me and my country but but I recognise talent when it's there and I just hope he can work out the. I just hope he can get the balance better because he's too good of a sports person to not be at the pointy end on a more consistent basis. Stop making excuses, Tim. I'm not, I'm not making excuses. It sounds I, like you I are. see everything that he is for what it is. Uh, I want him to be better. That, that, that's all, Sean. Yeah. I want him to be better. We've been having this conversation for five years. <laughs> all right, move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, we've got a new segment here. It's actually a re-